welcome to Strip by Sia. Another Sunday, another lovely episode. But today we have the lovely Miss Luna Luck on the podcast today, which I'm so excited. I just say I always say I'm excited every week, but I'm like actually super excited because she's a really cool gal and I'm super stoked that she like came here because she worked last night and it's morning time, which people should be sleeping in. But anyways, say hello, Miss Luna Luck. Hi. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah. So, can you tell us, the audience, like a little bit about yourself, who you are? I know who you are. <laughs> sure. Okay. So uh, I have a bit of an accent because I'm from England originally, and uh, I moved here five or six years ago, and I've pretty much been stripping for the last four years. I actually started in England, which is a whole different scene. Ooh, yeah. I need to ask you about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I worked retail for a few years here, which no one can live on. So that no. was a fun time. And then had a really bad breakup scandal, which actually led me into stripping. Ooh, as we'll get into later today, as today, like the central topic is going to be dating and relationships in terms of like, you know, what it's like to date a stripper and like what it's like on our side and dating within Vancouver and how freaking crazy it is. But um, on top of that, being a stripper and telling the person you're dating, I'm a stripper. Anyways, <laughs> I'm excited and I'm, I'm excited to kind of get into those topics. But but let's start with you stripping back in London, in the UK. Sure, yeah. I actually was working in Southampton and Reading, not quite as glamorous as London. <laughs> um, one of the clubs was under a railway bridge, and every time a train would go by, the whole club would shake, and like water would drip from the moldy brick ceiling. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it was <laughs> And they don't have a stage there. It's just like lap dances. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't quite as fun. Everyone was really mean back then. Oh no! Yeah. I saw someone nearly get stabbed by a stripper shoe once. Oh, fun! Yeah. So it like sorted me out pretty good to, to start off anything like that. else. Sounds a bit rough. Yeah, a little. <laughs> so did you start doing stage after that, or how did that work? Or did you just mainly do VIP when you were there? Um, I could only do VIP there because they only uh, had that there. There was no like setup that we have in BC here. And then when I got into it again in Vancouver, I started VIPing at a specific club that's not on our circuit, and they actually wouldn't let me do stage. What? Yes. You're so good. Yeah. I think they told me my body looked weird on stage. Stage. Well, it's wonderful. not my favorite club. I'm very grateful to be on the circuit and have great clubs like the number five orange. Yes. The penthouse. Yes. My two favorites tied. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, okay, so backtrack a bit too. So when you were back in the UK, is VIPing a bit different than it is here? Is it generally the same kind of thing, the same kind of structure? Because in another episode, uh, one of our audience members said that he, he was actually in England as well, and he visited a couple clubs there. And he said the structure was a bit different. Like, people pay for you. Like, you have to pay for your time to talk with girls and stuff too, in addition to, like, actually getting naked. I'm not sure if that's still the case there. The club I worked in, uh, two different ones, but they were kind of the same same chain. 
There's a lot of chain strip clubs there called For Your Eyes Only. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Quite some cheesy name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, actually the only one thing I do miss about England, which I, I think they have in some Alberta clubs, is the champagne room. Right. Yeah. We don't really have that here. Because no. that was like really fun. So basically you can do single dances and then there's a, there was a little menu that had 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour in the champagne room. You could even go in the champagne room which was more expensive and you had to buy a bottle of champagne which we actually oh. got commission from oh yeah so well okay i didn't know that because i always hear champagne room but because we don't have it in british columbia i'm like do you actually have to buy champagne what's that about like <laughs> yeah in this particular club we did or else you were relegated to the normal dance rooms for an hour which was like a very long time in a small dance room oh <laughs> yeah it was fun i once remember this like eastern european like true hustler took me under her and we hustled this guy who was <laughs> celebrating his divorce by himself. <laughs> they or may not have fallen asleep in the champagne room. And she just like told me to shh. <laughs> and we just sat there drinking champagne while he slept. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, okay, so back to Vancouver now. So you've been here for a few years. How has that transition been? from that first strip club that you were kind of doing VIP at, and how did you get into stage work? When I was VIPing that, there was a lot of incredible dancers doing the stage. One of my favorites, Phoenix Rose. Yes, we love Phoenix Rose, who will also be in the show too. <gasps> Yay, Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to watch her stage, and back then I was pretty ropey at all. I wasn't very strong, didn't know how to engage my core. What? That's or so happy to be Actually, what obliques were. I did not realize <laughs> they were a muscle group. Um, yeah, but I guess I kind of got a bit burnt out with just VIPing. I'm not like the best hustler. I get a bit shy and I had to drink a bit to, to get going. It's not really sustainable after a while. I'm just getting hammered to sell dances. Right. So yeah, then I started working towards like getting a bit better at stage. I uh, had Sydney help me out a bit, pole, and yeah, just worked really hard trying to trying to get better. Then uh, I joined the agency. Yay! Yeah. So did you train, I guess you probably trained at one of the studios or so to kind of get your pole game up to par? Yeah, I'd actually, actually, sorry, I ramble a lot. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. It's Kate Ramble always. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like the stripping seed was planted in my head when I had, I would call it a date, this tattooer took me to Brandy's for the first time when I was like 21 before I'd, I don't think I'd ever been in a strip club before. Right. And I was like mesmerized by them. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I'm pretty sure I secretly put it in like a, I'll do this later in life box in my mind. <laughs> and back then, there was a pole studio on Davies Street. Oh, the, the one upstairs? Yeah. The one above yeah. like celebrities or yeah, something? Yeah, it was yeah. really great. And it was like before pole fitness was a thing. Right. And uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I started like training pole. But I was, and then I started VIP pretty soon after that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you got started. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, and then like I guess you were doing privates with like, Sydney and Kay Phoenix Rose for a bit, who also was my favorite as well. Because <laughs> I started like about three years ago, and then I was like, "What is this goddess? She's so amazing! I need to be her!" Like blah blah blah. She is like a huge inspiration for me, and like someone I like really looked up to, and really like 
adopted her kind of style in yeah. terms of dance because it's just so it's like a bit of old school but also really strong moves like very confident yeah and I love her like I, I know she teaches like erotica but it's like proper stripper erotica yeah yeah it's definitely proper stripper yeah. style <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of stripping, so then uh, then he started doing pole, I guess, with the circuit. Um, shortly after that, how has he, how has been your experience with that so far? Uh, just being on the circuit. Or? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love um, working like at a different club each week. I think it keeps things like fresh and interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate traveling away. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like if I could just work the downtown clubs on loop, that would that would be the dream. But there is some. Uh, Great clubs that I've worked away with friends at, like Blondies in Calgary. Like, oh, wow. you kind of get used to the clubs that like fit your vibe and like the stages you like, the managers you like. Right. Yeah. What is your vibe? Can like, can you describe to those who haven't seen you perform? Like, I've obviously seen you perform because we work together. <laughs> um, but can you describe in like in your own words, like what your style would be? Yeah, sure. I mean, when we work together, it's just back to back Lana Del Rey for the audience all day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> when I first started, I used to just dance to like gangster rap and think I was really like cool dance <laughs> insanely fast yes um have matured out of that a bit um but I won't it's just not really my it doesn't really fit my aesthetic so right I guess I've slowed down I don't know if that's because I'm getting old but um <laughs> yeah I like sparkly things flowy things stunned to Lana Del Rey yes yeah it's the, it's the greatest yeah well, it's interesting how you mentioned, like, you know, dancing really fast and, like, dancing to a lot of hip-hop and rap music and stuff like that. I was kind of similar in my journey as well, just dancing really quickly because you feel like, oh, my gosh, uh, the music's fast. I have to keep up with it and stuff. When actually I think when you slow it down, I think it's, like, a lot harder because I feel like when you're dancing really fast, you can just kind of move into many different moves, but you're not really allowing the audience to kind of take in your movement. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you hold, like, for example, knee hold, hold that for like a good two minutes, eventually people will start clapping. But right? if you move through it too quick, it's like people don't register. Yeah, people so don't I was register like, exactly. I'm going to work smarter, not harder. There we go. <laughs> and plus it's tiring too because, guys, we're, we're on stage for like usually like 15 to 20 minutes per show multiple times a day so it is really exhausting and I mean when I first started I was like oh fast songs like but you guys are just so freaking hot and sweaty and tired yeah so as you said yeah work work smarter rather than work harder <laughs> so how um has your stripper style developed in the past like few years going back on that well it's it's definitely changed like my actual dancing and what music I dance to unless it's mostly at the number five which is like the most fun ever and that's another <laughs> good thing actually because like different clubs I'll dance to different music right and it kind of keeps things like fresh right because like, at the penthouse you can you can like play Nick Cave and no one cares but yeah. you like play that at the five and no. 11 p.m at night it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I think I've got a little more, like, weirdly into rhinestones and sparkles. Which is great. It's, it's so <laughs> yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah, a little more showgirly. Yeah. But I kind of like that because I feel like, you know, big, like, feature kind of performances are kind of rare to find nowadays. Like, I guess your style and my style are kind of similar just because we just dance around in really nice lingerie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems to be our style. And I guess we kind of bonded over that as well. Because, I mean, like, 
there are many dances in the city that have like huge costumes yeah. and like so many layers and stuff too, which I think is great too, but it's like a bit of a, it's almost like a bit of a dying art and stuff. Can you speak a little bit on that and like, you know, why do you think that is? Do you think a lot of girls are like more moving towards a more casual kind of dance, like how we are doing? Or maybe we're just lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I work at like, I worked for two weeks at Brandy's and uh, was intimidating because all the girls there are incredible. They're insane. Big shout out to <laughs> Miss Rampage. Yes, I love her too. What's her birthday this week? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, happy happy birthday. I'm sure it's an air like in a month, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have like like crazy big themed costumes, and it's definitely like like a, a really like beautiful show, and it, it does like add a little something to it. But I, I think that suits the Brandy's vibe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. The clubs don't pay the feature prices anymore. Like, right. buying a huge feature costume is, like, a grand, hence yeah. why I don't have any. Yeah, me too. And it's just too big of an investment for, like, an industry where two clubs have closed this year. Like, there's way more girls coming into the industry. Like, it, the tables have turned a little, I feel. It scares me a bit. Yeah, it scares me a bit too. Yeah, because then we had, like, what? We've spoken about this on the podcast already, um, but the Fox sh- shutting down. We had, like, Diamonds in, in Edmonton that burnt down. We had, like, what? Alderan closing. There's more. But, yeah, I think there's, like, three or four that have shut down already, which is scary, right? Yeah. So, but, I mean, that doesn't stop us from stripping. <laughs> We're still employed, which is great. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. There will always be, like places too I don't think it's gonna completely disappear but it's a little a little rocky right now. a little bit rocky yeah so being a stripper how does that change the way people view you this is a tough one beautifully gonna have to edit this (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) it doesn't ravel through my own feelings (laughs) I feel it's really changed in the like I'm bad at my timeline four or five years I've been stripping Mm -hmm. in the beginning I didn't really tell people and anyone I told I literally had some friends in the UK try and do an intervention. Oh my gosh. And, you know, it'll be like, what has happened? Like, it definitely was like more taboo. Whereas now, like, I just went for brunch with a civilian friend the other day. <laughs> and she was like, it's so funny. It's like all of my, me and my boyfriend were talking about how all of our friends are strippers now. Like, <laughs> I feel like it, it's not edgy anymore. Like, every, like, loads of people are, are dancing, whether it's like, just to make more money on the weekends, VIPing. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, it feels pretty chill. But sometimes there's those like times where it, it hits you. I went to like a gathering the other day, and I felt like a weird outcast. And I felt like people specifically weren't asking me. You know, the common question like, "Oh, what's your job?" When people are at a meeting, it's like no one asked me that because they kind of knew. Right. And then someone made like an awkward joke about there being like strippers at the bachelor party, but in kind of a derogatory way. And I was just oh, like. No. Ooh, I don't feel like I belong here. Yeah, I do still get that feeling sometimes. And I also feel like when you tell someone you're a stripper, that's like all they see. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically you're pigeonholed into this box and you're just labeled as a stripper and you're not a human being and you don't have hobbies and you don't have life and you're just a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the thing in my case, I think... That happens a lot, too. I don't think it happens much anymore. I think I've been super open about it lately, and it's just 
blasted on my social everywhere. Yeah. But I think before, like, when I started as well, I was, like, not really telling a lot of people. And I, I don't even really dance very often anyways, but, like, it just having that, that stigma in the back of my mind and, like, the whole, like, what are people going to think about me? How are people going to treat me? How is going to change the way I live my life? Really scared me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a difficult one at first. Yeah. How did you kind of get through that? Well, firstly, I moved out to Canada. <laughs> ditched <Yay>. those friends. <laughs> um, and then I guess, uh, I'm trying to think. Like a, a few of my really close friends, and I, I have a close friend that's a lot older, who like was a bit, not worried is the word, like it, that makes it sound bad, like she's a good friend and she wasn't judgmental, but mm-hmm. I could sense she was a bit worried. But over time and her just seeing that I'm like having gone off the rails and turned into like a wild crazy party animal she's like chill she gets it now I feel like some people just took a little time to to get it and I'm like fine with that because it is a little different and you know if you're not in that to us it seems so normal the things you do but some people just can't imagine doing it so yeah I guess time yeah, 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 I think so too. I think people like friends and family will probably need My to... family do not know. So. Oh, they do not know? No, okay. No. no, that's a whole different thing. There we go. I hope they don't listen to this. Yeah, that, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tricky, right? You just really have to like tiptoe around that subject. Like with my friends, I think all of them have been pretty supportive of it. generally speaking but I think as you said time like really allows them to really warm up to the whole idea of it and for them to really digest the idea and be like hey okay this is okay and she's okay and I think the whole like concern and I say that like quote-unquote concern is it's because they like really care about you yeah right so so I think it's coming from like a good place but I think they're just being really cautious and protective in a way but going into that in terms of you know family and friends what about dating being a stripper (laughs) it's a very juicy topic (laughs) yes See, like, I think I have a different opinion than most people on this. Okay, I'm so curious to hear about this. Because <laughs> I think dating is easier as a stripper. Really? Well, at least getting dates is easier as a stripper. Okay, okay. You'll need to elaborate on this. <laughs> I just feel that you, like, meet so many people, like... Because you're, like, working in a club every night. So it's, like, going out every night. Maybe it's because I'm antisocial and I don't go out that much otherwise. <laughs> and I've met some, like, decent guys in, in strip clubs. I've met some terrible ones. But there's also, like, you never know who's going who's gonna to come in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, like, went out with anyone outside of the clubs? <laughs> really poking at this topic. Just a few. <laughs> Hopefully there's been some success, I would say. I mean, like, for... Okay, so with dating, for me, it's been kind of tricky because for a while I had, like, my Instagram connected to, like, dating apps and stuff. And first of all, I freaking hate dating apps. I, like, cannot. Yeah. But people would kind of creep you on Instagram and check out your profile and be like, oh, serious stripper, like winky face emoji and like have that whole idea or like, oh, you're a pole dancer. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, what do you want to know about that? What what are you trying to insinuate and stuff like that? And I find myself getting like really defensive really quickly with people that were kind of passing judgment like that because I feel like every time they made a comment like that, it was in a negative connotation. 
Which I didn't like. Yeah, I guess I have experienced that, like, if it's on social media or, like, and it maybe you've met them and then they, like, try and, like, get you on Instagram. Where I feel like what I, like, when I've met people that I've, like, had relationships with or had a one-night stand with, now that that happens, you're not going to the strip club to get a stripper hug. <laughs> no. Unless you're really cute. <laughs> But it's, like, been a connection in the club, and then, like, like numbers have been... Ah, this is a really bad example. People are, people are going to think it's easy. But I just, I just had, like, a good connection with people in the club before. But I definitely think, yeah, from that point of view, like, maybe when they... It's, like, because if they're in the club, then they see you doing it, it's, like, done. They, like, no, there's none of that, like, ooh, so you're a stripper. Because, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, yeah, I feel, like... Like, being on Tinder, like, it linked up to your Tinder and stuff could just be a minefield of, like, yeah. dick pics. Yeah, that too. That's another st- story of unsolicited dick pics, you know? <laughs> just, like, unwanted attention. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I totally see your your point of view, too, in making it, like, easier, right? Because you, you can filter out those people already. They already act as a filter. They already know what you do. So you don't have to go into the whole conversation about, like, hey, and I do this. Because that can be a potentially very difficult conversation to have. When you were dating before, like, have you ever had to have that conversation with people? And how was that like? Actually, no, because the people I've dated before, I met in the clubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my game plan. There we go. Yeah, you take them from the club and then (laughs) you don't have to have that conversation. And then you know that they're at least pretending to be okay with it yeah I feel like they're always pretending to be okay with it like I just don't know I I haven't I feel like Vancouver people in general are just like really not open-minded in general I don't know that's just me I just feel like a lot of people are very conservative in terms of like what in terms of like sex work and strippers and like open relationships and stuff like that yeah definitely I've been very lucky to find people that like I honestly feel dealt with it well Mm-hmm. But I've definitely, like, seen other relationships where people find it really hard. And I've, like, heard, like, tidbits from, like, managers at clubs. And I remember being at a club once and we were talking talking about stuff. He's like, well, you know, you won't find, like, the person till you stop dancing. Like, I hear that a lot. Like, oh, yeah, just. Really? Yeah, like, about relationships and dancing and, like, other people's thoughts on it. But I don't think that's true. I think there's. I don't think it's true either. There's definitely things that you have to overcome but that's a really interesting comment to make that just sounds so awful like you're not gonna find anyone (laughs) until you you stop dancing fuck you (laughs) yeah yeah cool because i feel like a lot of the girls that we do dance with and we work with a lot of them are are in relationships actually yeah like a lot of them yeah (laughs) i'm just like how do you get a boyfriend like how do you get a girlfriend this is so hard for me (laughs) you just gotta start working every week there you go (laughs) Find the guys at the club. <laughs> I try to think which club has the best pool of men. Please tell me. I don't think it's Penthouse because I've had no luck there. <laughs> you know, I don't think number it's Number five has been good, though. Yeah, number five. It's been awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's, like, a younger clientele at number five in general. Yeah, and it's more of, like, a like a party vibe. It's like a club. Like, it's an actual club. <laughs> We're, like, grandma's. <laughs> grandma status here, guys. <laughs> What was I going to say? So you have definitely gone on a few dates with people at the club, but how can you determine the difference between 
someone being creepy and someone being actually genuine. That's a, yeah, that's a difficult one. Like, what parameters do you use personally? Perseverance. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fine line between that too. Perseverance or being really yeah. aggressive. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No unsolicited dick pics. There we go. Yes. Um, I, I think I have like a pretty good judge of when someone's being genuine or whether they're just trying to do that. Oh, I want to take a stripper home thing. Like maybe if they almost don't seem too enamored with your job, mm-hmm. it's a good sign. If they're like, whoa, a stripper, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of glamorized a bit when people are like, they're like, oh my god, you're a stripper, and like they, they have this like fantasy like in their mind, like it's oh my god, I want to take home a stripper and like fuck her and whatever and do that, which I think is like, I mean, it's a fantasy, whatever. But again, like it's hard when to find people that are being like really authentic though in the club. I feel, I feel. Yeah, definitely. In and any club, strip club or regular club. Yeah. <laughs> so you take your chances anywhere, I feel. But right. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to my relationship. And I guess we just went on lots of date. You just build up, like, if you meet them in the club, then I feel you just go on more date. You just got to suss them out a little bit. Right. Yeah. That can be so tricky. I just feel like I don't trust anybody sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> of all the people that I have met before, I've never met anyone outside of the club. Cause I don't even really want to like give out my number or anything. Like I'll like give them my, like my Instagram and then they can message me there if they actually want to pursue something. But do people just ask for your number straight away or like, how does that usually work? Oh my God. I can't remember. It's been a while. I feel, I feel like a fraud. <laughs> I feel like now it's usually more of an Instagram swap or like a totally. business card. Yes, it is. Yeah. And actually, thinking about it, it hasn't happened in a little while, so I'm getting a bit worried now. Uh-oh. There we go. <laughs> it worked for magic. Yeah. Maybe it's still that Lana Del Rey. <laughs> I think it's a good thing, personally. <laughs> Do you ever have, like, people, like, have you ever pursued anyone via, like, Instagram? Because I'm sure you get, like, a lot of DMs in your account. Um, as well as dick pics. <laughs> Uh, that I've, like, met in the club and then... Yeah, to... or, like, just people, like, random followers, people that, like, contact you via Instagram that you maybe had some chats with and you start to get to know them. You're like, okay, you're harmless and we could actually, like, meet up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And also sometimes I'll find, like, it's like that we have a mutual friend in common, like, met a guy once and uh, I didn't go on any dates with him. He wanted to, but... You're like, no. Um, but we're kind of like friends. And he was a surfer at my friend's bar. And she's like, ah, he's kind of creepy, but not full creep. And I was like, oh, okay. So we just like chat and then become kind of friends. Okay. I made a lot of friends for this the strip club. I oh. have a, a great friend, Brandon. Hello. Uh, <laughs> who I met at the number five. And he's like one of my best buddies. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. See, it's just like meeting anyone, any venue, guys. Like, I think it's it should be kind of normalized, I think. But there is like still a bit of stigma both on both sides. You know, being a dancer and being someone that works there. And also being an audience member trying to make friends with strippers. So it's, it's kind of interesting in that way. Going back to like dating and stuff too. Have you had generally like really good experiences dating in Vancouver? Okay, so I feel like... England and Vancouver are the same kind of vibe. Like, it's difficult oh. to date. People aren't very, like, open. They're closed off, flaky. Oh, yes. There's yes, also, yes. like, Lots of thousands that. of beautiful girls in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe one hot guy. We actually <laughs> have a group WhatsApp chat called Hot Guys with uh, <laughs> Miss Han and Cola and Gigi. <laughs> and we notify each other when we've seen a hot guy. And it's like once a week. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like there isn't a lot of single hot guys left in the city that are of quality. Because I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm almost 30. I guess by the time this airs, I will be 30. Oh my god, we're the same age. Oh, hey, what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> What's your star sign? I'm a Libra, so yeah, everything's coming up. Yeah, Yeah. it's coming up real soon, and like people are like, "Oh, so when are you gonna get a boyfriend?" (laughs) I'm like, "Fuck you guys!" It's such an invasive question. I feel I don't know. It's so rude. It is super rude. Yeah, it's just like I also feel the question. What's your job is kind of right. You know, when people ask you it right off the bat, they're like, "Boring." Why don't you have a boyfriend? What's your job? It's like. Whoa, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. They're such generic, boring questions. I'm just like, can't, like, is there no other topic that you can speak to me about, like, besides relationship status and my job? You yeah. know, it's just so boring. <laughs> I have much more interest in that than, like, you know, those really generic kind of questions, which I'm not a fan of. But yeah, I, I feel like, where was it going with this? What was I talking about? What were we talking about? <laughs> like, sidebar, what's your horoscope? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I'm pushing 30. Yeah, people are like, oh, like, I guess pressures of getting into a relationship and stuff, too, which I think that, you know, doing this kind of, like, being a stripper can kind of complicate things. And I've had, going back to what you said earlier, too, like, you need to stop dancing to be in a relationship. Yeah. I definitely have had some friends say something similar to me, like, you know, no one's going to take you ser- seriously if you're going to be a dancer the entire time, like, you should probably think about stopping that at some point. And I'm like, I'm not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's and super crazy. I like to think people are a bit more open to it now. And a lot of us dancers, whether we don't have anything else going on or not, there's, like, a lot of... You have so many things going on. Like, I don't all, know how you fit it all in. I'm an alien. I'm not from this planet. I'm kind of like a robot. I just have a lot of things going on and I think that's just like why I've been like... You don't have time. I don't have it. time. I do not. And like I, my time is really precious and I just don't appreciate it being wasted on people that, you know, don't respect my time and stuff. So... Uh, dating. I hate... Uh, I like it. Love and hate this topic. Uh. <laughs> I just like got my heart broken like recently again by the Aww. same guy. <laughs> the same guy? The same guy. No. As if I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Like, well, I don't work at this job anymore, but I used to work with this guy. <laughs> and basically, yeah, I told him I liked him and some things happened. And then like... Fast forward to this year, things happen. He actually watched me at the number five, like, with his friends, like, in front row, tipping, all that. It was great. And then, like, fast forward to this year, oh, my gosh, this shit happens again. Like, things happen, and then I'm just like, I like you. And then he's like, I'm non-committal, and I don't want to date right now. And I'm like, <laughs> It's such a sad excuse. And, yeah. yeah, I'm like, if you don't like me, just tell me you don't like me. He's like, no, I like you, and blah, 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 and meh. And now I'm alone again. I actually have a little one. We never, never dating. Anyways, <laughs> I just like really wanted to date him. And I never like anyone either. So it's like, ah, this was making me really sad. I know it's it's hard when you kind of get your heart set on someone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna find you someone at the club Please. tonight. Please, <laughs> please, I would love that. Well, actually, the last guy I was actually dating found me on Instagram, and he like, he did the whole, like, slid into the DMs. See? So it worked for you. <laughs> it worked, yeah. So I'm like, is this going to happen again? Like, there are some cool people out there. But he slid in, and, like, we just 
started talking and stuff and he's a really cool guy and he's in a band and he's like oh come to one of my shows and at this point I was like injured this is like a year ago I was like well if I could get out of my house yeah, that'd be great I don't have to like be here and wallow in my sorrow sure I'll go to your show and then then we just start dating after that and he was like super open-minded and like just amazing in that sense I didn't have to explain anything to him because he already knew that I stripped he already knew I was a pole dancer he knew he already knew all the stuff because he'd been following me for a while yeah so and like it was nice because like I don't I never got the feeling like he was like you know when some fans, they kind of, like, idolize you and it gets, like, really freaking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any instances that you can speak on that? <laughs> I just... Well, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> like, customers. More, more customer fans. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't mind, like, that... It's, like, in person, it creeps me out more than on Instagram or not. Because it's, like, so easy just to send a crazy person. And I'm like, ah, totally. we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and plus, like, you have that barrier of, like, well, they're behind the screen. And I'm behind the screen, too. And they can't actually see yeah, me. Yeah, they can't follow me to my car. No. Oh, my God. That's really scary. Oh, my God. Did that actually happen to you? Uh, oh, my God. Here. Oh, God. No. That sounds awful. Let's not go there. <laughs> Okay, so why don't we go into some Q&A here. We had some people asking. Okay, first question was tattoos. Obviously, if you guys have not seen Luna, she is covered in tattoos. She's a total babe. (laughs) How many tattoos do you have and how long did it take to get them done? Oh my God, this is the question I answer most in my life. There we go. Uh, At work. And they've like melded into why I can't count uh, the hours of endless. I hate getting tattooed. It's so painful now. Oh. I got my back done and now I can't sit through anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's painful. <laughs> what was your first tattoo? I've got like these tiny roses on oh, the wow. inside of my arm. Beautiful. It's very dainty. Very dainty. Yeah. And then it just kept on going from there. <laughs> like, now I have one. Now I have to get them all. Yeah, I don't really know how it got started. I, I feel like it kind of coincided with stripping and like, I don't know, when you like cover your body with tattoos, it kind of makes you feel, I always felt kind of short. I'm like 5'2", <laughs> short and like stumpy and there's so many like Amazonian beauties in yes. that industry. Like, I guess I just kind of went down a road and it made me feel like good about myself. It's, yeah. it's tattoo mentality is kind of weird thinking about it, but. Yeah. Oh, I have zero, so. Yeah, you should stay that way. It's painful <laughs> and horrible. Did you ever consider getting any of your tattoos removed? No, I just tattoo over them. But I, <laughs> sometimes I do see, like, pictures of people with no tattoos, and I'm just like, wow, like, imagine what that would be like. Blank canvas, right? Yeah. Well, I don't have any tattoos, but I have a huge, giant birthmark in, like, my upper left back, and people are like, what's that tattoo? Two. Oh, I'm like, oh, it's a birthmark, guys. It's a birthmark. <laughs> Just like really embarrassing. Do any of your tattoos have any significant meaning? I'm sure they have. All of them have different stories behind them. Yeah, literally, not one of them has any meaning, but there's a lot of stories behind them. Some of them good, some of them bad. <laughs> what is the longest relationship you've ever had? What made it flourish and what killed it? So deep. Very deep. This person uh, always asks deep questions. Yeah. Jeez. I know, right? What killed Jeez. it? That's brutal. I know. Uh, two and a half years. It seems like I'm not very good at long relationships. I'm around the same. I'm, my longs was three, so, and I have not been able to beat that again, so. <laughs> it's like a record. <laughs> yeah. Two and a half years to present. So 
so mm. maybe it'll be longer. Who knows? We shall see. We yeah. shall see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess what killed the ones before was... Oh, this is maybe too deep for this one. No, please. Go into it. You're more than welcome to. Well, I, I hope no one from my past listens to this. I was married and mm. I cheated on him with... I had to move back to England. Not proud of it. It's not a nice thing to do to anyone. And the guy I cheated on with, I was really in love with. And he told me he was in love with me. So I kind of like broke it off to get with him and stay in England forever. And then he told me that actually he didn't love me and he wanted to stay with us. He had a girlfriend in like the States. So he kind of kid. And quote, like, I just don't want to hurt any more people. And oh I was like, God. so yeah, we hate him. And that's, <laughs> I had to work with him and like, it couldn't deal with it. And one day I just like went into, it was like this temp job and yeah. I just like clocked in my clock out card and told him to fuck off and walked out the door. It was the best job quit ever. And then just got in my <laughs> tiny car and blasted Lil Wayne and drove home. <laughs> and that's when I was like, shit, what am I going to do for a job? And two days later, I drove like an hour away to go to a club and uh, went my first night and made zero money. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I was so scared. (laughs) No, it is scary. It's sad. Like, I remember going through a breakup as well. This is like a year and a bit ago. And uh, that was, it was short but sweet. But basically, he broke up with me, like, out of the blue, like, after meeting his parents and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is good to go. Like, we're good now. And then... It really wasn't, and then I did an amateur night at the penthouse and then end up, like, doing a really shitty, emotionally driven dance and then going too hard, and I just injured myself, like, fucked up my knee because I was not thinking clearly and stuff, too. So you got to be careful. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because I feel like you have to really have your head kind of screwed on uh, mentally to be in this kind of profession. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. It's I remember around that time dancing to Johnny Cash Hurt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And the DJ told me to never play that song again. again. (laughs) Didn't really fit the vibe. No. (laughs) Okay, I guess we kind of went over this, but do tell people you're a stripper when you start dating them. I think it's kind of important intel to tell someone. Yeah, definitely. I also yeah. have to tell them that I'm still married, so that's kind of a big bomb too. Like Boom. a stripper and a marriage. <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> How do they usually take that? Are they usually like pretty taken aback by that information? I mean, they're both kind of Yeah, bombs. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, this sounds bad, but most people I've like dated have already noticed I'm a stripper, so I haven't had to have that conversation. Right. Like, at more, like, with, like, friends or, like, when you're in a new social situation. Right. Sometimes I get weird ones, because usually if I'm, like, feeling a little, like, oh, they're going to, like, react badly, I just say, I work at the number five, because everyone knows what that is, and yeah. everyone... Like, we love the number five, but everyone sees it as, like, the, the filthiest, sleaziest right. club, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just go, I work at the number five. And like, some weird response is like, oh, are you a server there? And it's like, <laughs> no. no. Like, is that the most, are you just trying to avoid what I probably am? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be. A, I'm terrible at serving. So <laughs> I couldn't be. But it's just like. People are awkward about it. Super awkward. Yeah. I think they're Especially like... Especially dudes that oh. like... That don't have like an interest... Yeah, I found that. And so like dudes with their girlfriend, they're just like... Be like uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess like people want to, when they make those kind of comments or they ask those kind of questions, are you a streamer? I guess they're like trying to be like polite or something. Yeah. Just try to avoid that. But it's just like, well... 
No. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Scorpio, so I always think the worst. Just, oh, <laughs> so judgmental. Favorite lingerie brands? <laughs> okay, we're going to have to do an entirely new episode. Oh, um, on this, I know, right? <laughs> okay, one of my favorites is Love Day London. But yes. we talked before it started, that's something else. But disappointed in their packaging lately. No. They didn't uh, send it in a box. What the hell? That makes me so sad. Yeah. It just cheapens it. Yeah. Listen to FedEx. Damn you, Love Day London. <laughs> but this stuff is beautiful, so yes. I'm not going to hate them too much. There's also like a independent girl that when I used to do illustration I drew her labels for her oh cool never really got too far in that it's not really a big money game but uh she's called wolf spain intimates and it's really pretty and like not stupidly unaffordable that's in london uh she's in denver i believe oh denver yeah okay cool yeah there's too many. I'm like come. writing a list. Like, <laughs> I'll send you a, send yes, you a please. list. We're both lingerie addicts, guys. <laughs> oh, the Dita Von Tees range is oh, really great. Yeah. I haven't checked out her line. It's like really beautifully made. Ooh. I was, yeah, so surprised. I love Dita. Me too. Yeah. She's a babe. Yeah. She's a total goddess. Ugh. Amazing. When do you feel the sexiest? Probably on stage if it's a good stage show. Like if it's a good stage show, yes. Like if people are into it and like loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Not like how you're describing to me earlier. Yeah. If the lighting is right. Yes. Yeah. I feel like the number five has some nice red lighting that's very yes, flattering. They do. Yeah. I just feel the stage is kinda of small there. Yeah. Yeah. And short. That's like my own problem. I could barely aerial invert there. Yeah, it's more of a rolling around on the floor. Yes, and twerking and (laughs) shaking your butt. (laughs) And that brings us to the end of Strip by Sia. Thank you so much, Miss Luna Luck. But before we go, where can we find you? Oh, well, this is going to come out a little later, so I'm going to try and think where I'm going to be. This winter, mostly at the number five, Shakers, Penthouse, Campbell River, if oh, you're wow. an islander. And I'll be at Blondie's in Calgary first week in November. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, busy, busy. So make sure you guys peep her. Where can we find you online? Unless you don't want to plug your social. Oh, but. yeah, I only have stripper social so there we go uh, i can't they've deleted me so many times off instagram <laughs> you're like what is a new username at this point it is hold on guys luna luck xox there we go guys there you go make sure to give her a follow be nice to her online no unsolicited dick pics please and thank you <laughs> and uh that concludes this episode of strip by sia again Make sure to follow and subscribe every Sunday. New episodes are being dropped. And it's Stripped by Sia on Instagram as well as my personal, which is Sia Steph. And we'll catch you guys again next Sunday. And thanks, guys, for listening. Have a great Sunday. by Steph Sia, aka Kim Chi, music by Ted D, photography by Ian Dabrin, and graphics by Maria Bellandorama.